Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Get ready for a workday pick-me-up. This is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Uh, we were hoping to get to have a chat with Henry Plumtree, CEO of Cambridge Stud, but we might try and get him tomorrow with the news that um, that Probable, <laughs> Probable, completely slipped my mind. Uh, Probable is being announced to be is going to become a mum. Um, they haven't been on their first date yet, El Manzor and Probable, but they're going to get together and have a date, and she will probably fall pregnant uh, with a foal, which will be born. Uh, about 11 months after the first date, which is, um, that's just how horses operate. Uh, but all jokes aside, you're probably an absolute unbelievable horse, um, which is a daughter of Savabil, uh, which was a daughter of Zabil, which was a son of Sir Tristram. So it's just the breeding cycle all working. And Elman's always a champion three-year-old from the UK, so a nice mix of bloodlines, Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere bloodlines. Um, sounded like a stud master, probably getting everything wrong. Sorry for you uh, breeding experts out there. Uh, but it's good news. So I just wanted to talk to Henry, because I'm not the expert, about how do you decide which sire to put to which mare. Now, incredible sire, incredible mare, does that guarantee success or are the other things they take into into account? And what sort of things do you take into account? Now, the, the foal that's born from that will be way out of my price range, but the cool thing about thoroughbred racing, and if you want to learn about anything about thoroughbred racing, uh, just go to loveracing.nz. Um, there's news, previews, replays, profiles, the whole lot there. Very easy to read, and they've taken on a new a newish responsibility in the last couple of years to make it much more readable and understandable. It's, there's less jargon uh, for your average Joe Blow to be able to go in there and sort of understand um, a bit more about the thoroughbred racing scene. So if you're sort of interested, and in, you know it's free to go and find some stuff out, um, that's that is the place to go. You know, and I, I think I owned my first horse, Sam, about. Just trying to remember, um, my very, very first horse never made the races, and it was a bit disappointing. I'm trying to think back. I'd go 20, 25 years ago. You got, you got a name for us? I'm just trying to remember. So I didn't make the races, but um, I know the second horse I had was called Screwtop, uh, which was back in the days when Stubby's just – came out in screw top for the first time, so we called it screw top because nice. it, was, it was kind of, I don't know, quite a cool thing. Um, and that came fourth at Trentham in a high weight, which was race one. So, and this is the thing, right? Wasn't a great horse, but you remember everything about owning a horse. And there was a group of 10 mates. We took 10% each. Um, we leased it. That's the other thing. You don't have to buy horses. Um, you can lease one. What does that mean? That generally means it's not going to be an amazing group one winner, Right. And so the lease means um, we'll take over all the expenses, but we don't own the horse. So let's say you own a horse and you lease it to me and I get 10 mates. <laughs> That's a joke, I've got three. Um, but let's say I'll find 10 people and we take 10% each. We pay and we pay all of the training, the float fees, the vets, the um, farrier for the horseshoes, the entry. And the winnings, you can negotiate and say, we'll keep 80% of the winnings and because you own the horse, you'll get 20%, but you don't have any outlay. And you can also have a right of purchase on horses so you might just say yep you take it for a two year lease 
and it might be the horse might be worth 15 grand but you put a rider purchase on it of 50 grand because it might become amazing you go oh my god I've given away a horse for 15 grand so let's just say it goes on a bit of a tear it's a late developer and we start winning races and in those two years we win eight races we're we're up in the top of the range races and we just go there you go Sam there's 50k Uh, we've already won 200k in stakes we'll take 50k at it now we own it so that's that's kind of cool for the person that owns it who just can't afford to keep racing it they can lease it out and and away you go now you just mentioned the uh, um the hooves of a horse Mm. this is a massive detour here but it got something going in my head are though are they like nailed into a horse yeah uh, the the horseshoes yeah nailed in yeah nailed in the the metal mm. is that is that comfortable for them so my understanding again horse people out here I might be a little bit wrong my understanding is the hoof is very very thick and it's similar to our fingernails right your keratin yeah but a lot thicker than our fingernail yeah. of course so yeah. there's no nerves in there no no nerves whatsoever in fact I should get you to go on YouTube and uh, I don't know how you'd find it, but it's probably just cleaning horses' feet and they quite often use chisels and stuff to actually shape their feet because they, they're just continually growing. Yeah. They just continually grow, but like rats' teeth, they just continually oh, grow. Oh, stay away from the rats. Yeah. Um, do, do, but do they, like, what's the purpose of putting the metal, the shoe on? Oh, a little bit of grip. Okay. Um, and you don't, want, you don't want cracks in the hoof. Yes. As well, like if you jump on a rock, you might get a crack in the hoof. Yeah. Where, so these take the these take the shock out, and they also wear shock absorbers sometimes. So they'll have like a little rubber plate as well. Yeah. Um, if they're running on particularly hard tracks, I feel like I'm starting to get out of my depth. But this is okay. This is just a couple of blokes sitting here. Learn the lingo again. Experts out there, I might be a little bit wrong here, but I know there are shock absorbing shoes as well, and quite often. Uh, not often, but occasionally, or actually maybe once a week, somewhere in New Zealand or Australia, the horses will go round to the start and they have to delay the start because a horse has thrown a plate. And that means the horseshoe has come off on their run round to the start. And it might mm. just be a bit, little bit thicky, a little bit loose, a bit like getting a puncher. It yes. doesn't happen every day, but every day on the motorway in Auckland, someone will get a puncher. It's just what happens. And so the farrier's around there, he pulls out the shoe, bangs it sort of into shape, and then you'll see him with his little apron on, Horse foot between his legs, boom, 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 new shoe, away you go, good to go. Wow. Yeah. Um, someone's texting in here saying that Sunline was a lease horse, purchased Ooh. at 40k. Oh, that's right, the Archers. Uh, Susan Archer and Hubby owned Sunline. And yes, I think, did they lease it originally? I know they sold it and they took great pride because they bred Sunline. And then did they lease with a right of purchase? And yeah, that, it was actually sold. Yeah, that's true. Sunline was a lease that was from Horse Bruce. Purchase at forty k and was the cost of the forty k was the cost at the end of her four years millionaire uh, millionaire horse. Somewhere. Wow! So I think it was the first year to win a million dollars in Australia. Um, and you said at the start about how um, NZTR do a great job of breaking down, you know, the sport and getting you know the jargon, getting rid of the jargon, making it a bit more basic for someone like me, Steph, who obviously isn't um, you know I wasn't brought up in it, and I hear a lot of jargon um, on a lot of different places and uh, I don't understand what they're talking about at all you sort of straddle the line because you you understand that but you also do know the jargon what do you reckon's um what's one of your biggest pet peeves jargon wise or when people are talking about horses that you wish they'd break down for an audience that isn't as well versed 
Yeah, and the thing is about the horse community are a wonderful community and they know this stuff and they love their horses and the horses love to race. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it, there is um, there are certain words that are only used in the way they are used in the horse racing industry. So if I said to you, the horse went huge, um, it's like had a really good run. Mm. But when a horse went huge, I thought, what did it inflate and double in size? Yes. Because that's how huge is used. Yep. Another one they use is the word good. And um, how did the horse come through that last race? Oh, look, we're really pleased with him. Uh, Travelled home well and he ate up good. He ate up well. He ate all his food, but he ate up good. But that's the term that they use there. Yeah. Um, how's so-and-so looking? Oh, he's looking enormous. What, is he really overweight? No, he's just looking great. That enormous yeah, means great. Yeah, okay, that's so, so, so I guess it's in-house lingo. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I really want it, because it's a cool sport to be involved in. Um, you get such a buzz out of ownership. You get such a buzz out of backing a horse and it winning, and your skill got you to win it. And just look what the Melbourne Cup does. Everyone wants to have a piece of it, and how... How, how huge and how enormous do you feel if you can pick the winner and you get a collect and you win the offer sweepstake and stuff mm. like that. So I guess it's the the in-house speak that prevents – so you'll go to the races and, um, you know, and Sam's along there for the first time at the races and me and two of my mates are there with you. We've bought you the races for us and we're standing around there and said, oh, it doesn't go on easy and I'd prefer it left-handed. And you're like, what? Yeah, that's <laughs> already you know, safe. Yeah. And, and is it claiming any today? Is it, has it got a claimer on board? Drop yeah, away. Yeah, it has like three kilos. Oh, yeah, and you're going, was it, what, what, hey, what, what's that? Yeah, no, nah, I'll be lost as anything. You know, and I heard in the Stipes room after the last race that the jockey got a warning, you know, what's that mean? Oh, and like I don't even get the idea that they all get suspended on a regular basis. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's, it's funny because I don't know if racing's like this, but I do find it funny as a more general topic that people – get quite protective about their sports and you know like rugby league I've got mates in rugby league and it's like as soon as someone new comes to it um there's sort of this ownership of it that like you know you don't know my sport you don't know what to Formula One's a great one right they they really hate drive to survive the Formula One experts because it's like that's not Formula One like, you don't know anything about Formula One you just like the drama so it's like I don't understand how if you're a fan of a sport you don't like more people coming to your sport yeah. in, in whatever capacity. Yeah. Like, who cares if they're casual? Mm. Let them come. You don't have to sort of swing. Embrace the newness. Correct. You know? Yeah, and don't be too jargon. Because you'd get someone like Paul Cole and say, mate, you know, I really want to talk to you about squash, but I don't know anything. Can you help me out? He'd be, yeah, mate. Yeah. Come down, I'll give you a hit. He's, yep. Be that person. Be that, mm. be that embracer. Be a good human being. Be a good human being. Like our next person who appears uh, courtesy... Courtesy of the stars above that we get to introduce Johnny Mack with the new sport and weather on a half-hourly basis, and it's half-past three's turn to bring Johnny in. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.